It is Shara and Maria here. Hello. And today is an unusual conversation um, because we thought it might be nice to talk. We've had um, a number of folks who, <laughs> this is my usual like, wah, wah, wah. A number of folks ask us about this coronavirus. And obviously people are concerned and people are wondering a little bit about you know, what they can actually do and what they should be worried about. And obviously neither of us are doctors, but we do know that we've got, we all have these wonderful tools of yoga and Ayurveda that can help us during this time. And so we actually just thought we would have a little chat about our thoughts around this whole thing and what we think could be useful for, for helping in this time. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Without adding fuel to the fire. Exactly. Yeah. So, Firstly, what what are your thoughts about all of this stuff, Maria? Just what you know, how are you feeling at the moment around all of this? Well, I go back and forth, but so if I if you go down the scary road, you can start thinking scary thoughts. Mm. And the what if this and the what if that. And then and this is where I think the yoga helps. Mm. There's that idea that there's nothing you can do. So you can do what you can do. And then you can try to relax and stay well. Because I think one of the worst things for your immune system is panicking. And there's actually in the world a lot of things we can't do something about. So it's this, it's a big, kind of a, just a more tangible existential crisis. So I've actually been kind of relaxed because I made the decision to just stay as well as I can and keep the people around me as calm as I can. Yeah, I love that. How I, about you? I... I, I've got kids and they got, you know, so we have things coming at us from every which way. We've got messages from the school coming and all the rest of it. I think on the whole, I'm probably one of the more, more calm people that I know. There's some small little kernel of concern in there for like family members, you know, overseas. Like I've got parents that are in that 70 range and things like that. But like you, there's also this understanding that panic does not help anything and in fact it could potentially make it worse and we can talk a, bit, a little bit about that mm. and so maintaining a sense of calm and centeredness is probably going to be the thing that serves us best in this time um, which is what which is what we're here which, which is what we're all about really which is what yoga is all about and so yeah. what do you how do you You've talked a little bit, but how do you, what do you think yoga can do? How do you think it can help us in this time? Well, I was talking to my class this morning and, and saying that rather than running off and buying toilet paper, which I don't know if in the U.S. that's what everybody's doing, but it seems to be a, an Australian thing. And Japan, too. And Japan. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's all over the place. Yeah. You'll be fine with some water and a towel, by the way. <laughs> but uh, if it, it's, a try, it's an attempt to gain some control over mm. a situation that feels out of control. That's what's happening. Mm. So I was saying to my students that the act of, of caring for yourself, of nurturing yourself, mm. of getting rested, nourished, and all of those things that make a lot of sense for having your immune system be as strong as it can be and having your nervous system be as calm and relaxed in the face of things as it can be is what you need to do. Mm. So my own method has been, because I have, I have plans, travel plans that are there and workshops and there's absolutely nothing I can do. Mm. So I'm just trying to stay as well as I can. And I know how to care for myself through yoga. Mm. 
So it's that's what I've been that's what I've been doing. I mean, I can do the details of that, but How, well, yeah, I'd love to hear some of the details. <laughs> what are the details? Let's go. Well, it's interesting. So, you know, has anything changed for you in in your you know in terms of your your usual self care yes, practice? I'm really making sure it's breath centered. Ooh. So, so that I'm moving prana because yeah. sometimes I do more kind of orthopedic. I'm like, you know, make sure my glute meds are strong enough yeah. and my core is strong enough. My pelvis is stable. Mm-hmm. So I'll do a little bit more of an, a, a physical sort of orthopedic practice. And mm-hmm. then I might sit and do some breathing sort of separately. My practice at the moment has been really slow, really breath centered yeah. and doing lots of taking in prana. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of see it as sucking in magical powers mm-hmm. from the universe and, and really pranaying up. Yeah. So that's what's changed. Yeah. Maybe the bhavana of, of it's not protection. I think we'll get it anyway. Yeah. But it's of using those resources that are available to me. Mm. Do you, have you been uh, doing any different types of uh, asana in class or at home yourself? Well, everything was breath centered today. Yeah. And it has a little bit to do with the weather. It was really hot and then now it's really cold. Mm-hmm. So so the one thing that changed this year, and I don't know, maybe it changed because of all the craziness of the fires and all of that. I mean, we've had fires and floods and lots of existential kind of craziness. Yeah. So um, I'm really making sure that the relaxation at the end of class is ample enough, not yeah. rushed. And so there's this time to really come in for a landing and yeah. then... I don't run around and touch anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. And I that, it came to that before the whole Corona thing, but just be still and yeah. leave people unmolested to just nourish and integrate after class. Yeah. So that's, it's been a change that was coming, but it feels all the more valuable no. now and not touching feels important now because it would be silly to go around and touch every single person. Yeah. So sitting back and letting people nourish themselves. Mm. What about you? Yeah, I've I've definitely been aware of the need to calm. And interestingly enough, the calm for me has been like a choice in every moment because I've, you know, we're listening to the news, which we shouldn't be doing, really. Um, and we're, my husband's excited about, you know, he's, he's always been a, a bit of an aficionado of the stock market and all that stuff. So he's telling me what's going on there and all the rest of it. And so I have this tendency to fall in with the energy of the space or the energy of, you know, the ambient energy of wherever I am. And so for me, it's been about that awareness and being aware of that. And but sort of feeling the woo yes, come up in you, that rise exactly. and the thrill of fear. Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to just, you know, sometimes like you'll be in a room with somebody or you'll walk into a space with, you know, people that are, have got this heightened sense of energy. And the next thing you know, your, your level of energy of feels a little bit frenetic. So that mirroring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been really aware, conscious of my own tendency to do that. Mm. And I've been ta- carrying that through my practice. So personal practice is, is so, so deeply turned inward at the moment. There is no, you know, just get through it. Mm. Um, it is very much about, oh, just really subtle shifts and feeling how that changes and maybe doing something again and feeling that and just kind of fine tuning it to understand how and breath too to yeah. understand kind of how this is bringing me to this place where I need to be. 
And then today I do, I practice, I do um, teach a class outside this morning. In the wild wind. Exactly. This morning. And whenever it's windy, I'm always thinking, and being a Vata person, the wind is something that messes with me to no end. Mm -hmm. And so my challenge whenever it's windy is to not, especially if we're in, we're in a situation that I can teach the class. So everybody's there and they're fine. Uh, my challenge is for me to not uh, let it rattle me. Um, and so today's class was really about, um, it was really about that. It was really about us in the same way that the, uh, the, the outdoors or the same way that the elements exactly can set the tone for us. It was about us setting the tone for the, for the out, you know, the, the environment around us. Mm -hmm. And so even though we were being blown a gale, yoga mats were were blowing and whatever, it was about tuning into your breath and finding your own pace. And in that same thing that I was talking about, not being aware of how the wind and whatever can start, you know, swirling you into a bit of a frenzy and then choosing something else. See, what I love or what I hear and what I kind of echoes is using the interoception that you learn through yoga, that directing mm-hmm. your attention inward and feeling, you know, I like this or I don't like that or this feels tight or this feels strong. Yep. And using that to feel, because your your emotions and your thoughts come through your body and mm-hmm. you can kind of feel them tighten things up mm-hmm. or rev things up. And if you've got that awareness, you can nip it in the bud a little bit. You can create a little witness mind and go, ooh, accelerator, yep. you know. You're, you're riving, but you're not in gear. Yeah. That's where yoga can be really helpful. You yeah. Can, you can watch yourself react and then yeah. say, nothing has actually changed. Yeah. You know, I'm no mortally more in danger than I was about five minutes ago, but mm. I've fed in or I haven't. Give you a little bit more choice, I think, is mm. where you were going. Yeah, exactly. And I've taken that into, like, off the mat, back home, and, you know, wa- looking at the news and watching all of that. And seeing that as this swirl, you know, Mm. this experience and being willing to just choose to witness it as opposed to be it or be in it. Yeah. And so I found that really useful actually. And Mm. interestingly enough, like we all, we know that these things come and go, like this is, this is life. This is the world we live in. And so I think we were talking a little bit about how, this whole experience of this coronavirus and then all of the repercussions of the outfall from it, as well as here in Australia, you know, you touched on it, the fires and, yeah. you know, and all the crazy weather events that we've been having here. Yeah. These things are all a, a terrific opportunity and it almost feels weird saying it, but a terrific opportunity for us to um, build our resilience muscles. That's right. You know? That's right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's exactly, it, it's always yoga. It's so much about building resources for what will inevitably come. The poop will hit the fan yeah. whether in some way or another in yeah. everybody's lives. This yeah. just seems like the poop's coming at us, you know? Yeah. But those resources are what we're building. And it's, it's not, that's why you need to start with that little bit more um, energy centered and, and more internal focus before you get old because it's it's that that strength and those resources that you really get to rely on Mm. whether it's sitting by your father's deathbed or whether Mm. you know any of those things those are the skills of calming down Mm. or of being with your fear or you're you're allowed to feel anything you want but but to feel it and notice it and to 
not run away or hide or drink or do drugs or yeah, you know because that, yeah. that's inevitably what people will do yep try to push it away just or push it away avoid something yeah. yeah yeah lets you be with and it lets you relate because one of the things that happens when you're afraid or having some kind of a stress reaction is your relating skills our social engagement skills mm. to kind of comfort and be with each other get lost as mm. we go into a kind of sympathetic so overdrive true. or we go into a kind of um, dissociative, I'm just going to be all about me. Mm-hmm. So staying relating is an opportunity in in something like this. And having mm-hmm. a practice that nourishes you and you can stay centered will help you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. As well as, well as that, like, it feels like, and I'm so glad you like brought that up because it feels to me like that staying relating and it feels to me like the way we're going to get through this is through connecting with each other. Absolutely. You know, you talked about something that, and I'll let you talk, you sort of tell that story about, you know, the people in, I don't know if you said it was in Italy or something. Oh, where they were, it was lovely. It was yeah. on the radio the other day and some woman in Lombardy up, up in Northern Italy. And how is she doing in lockdown? You know, mm-hmm. here it is on, on ABC or whatever. And, her story was she wasn't she also sounded really calm she said it is what it is we have no idea when we're going to get in or out but we're we're okay we're fine but she said I, i've seen some nice things happen and um uh, some people have gotten on the internet and they're reading poetry and stories so that the kids have something to do while they're out of school and so it it sounded to me like these communities are finding their resources and thinking well hang on we're all hanging around what can we do so this this connection and service is what was coming out. I thought that was beautiful. And yeah. I, I thought, wow, I, if that's what emerges out of this, which is why I think the toilet paper thing is really disappointing because if I go fill my cupboard with all the beans, it just is a way of thinking you don't have anyone to share with, mm. like of thinking nobody will share, of mm. thinking there will be this, this feeling that there's going to be a lack. Mm. You know, I think people should get prepared or whatever too, but yeah. a daily yoga practice sounds much more. <laughs> Doesn't it? Much more. And Chris Weber, who's of Subtle Yoga, she yeah. shared in one of in her blog how some of the yoga things you can do. And mm-hmm. there's some kriyas, you know, yeah. wash your hands. Mm. Washing your hands, there's actually a method to washing your hands. We learned at an occupational therapy mm-hmm. school. They put this like sparkly stuff on your hands uh-huh. and then they said, okay, wash your hands. So you do it like you would normally do it. Yeah. And then you shine your hands under these lights and yeah. it was like, oh. <gasps> And all in the grooves of your fingernails and all, there were sparkles everywhere. It was yeah. like, oh, those are not clean. So then they showed you the like, lace your fingers and rub and rub the fingertips. And you really realized you had to get out of the nooks and crannies uh-huh. and then you could wash them. So wash them well. So the sparkle was meant to be like dirt? It's kind of like that. Like, you know when you put plaque stuff on your teeth and yeah. you could see whether you actually brushed right, your teeth? I it was see. that sort of thing. So you could, yes, it was supposed to be like dirt. And to you could you see like... the areas of your hands that you missed. Right. So washing well. Yeah. And soap will be fine. You don't have to use hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Um, washing your nose out, like mm-hmm. nitty. Mm-hmm. And you could just use a squirt nasal spray thing and blow it out as well. Yeah. Gargling with salt and things like that. Yeah. So the, the really basic things like that. Yeah. She said some other ones. But those are the only ones I can remember mm. right now. But I thought, oh, that's sensible. Yeah. So you could even turn it into a ritual for yourself of that's self-care. Nice. That's yeah. really nice. And an opportunity to, if you don't already have some self-care practices. Because mm. these are things you can do anytime, really. Not are necessarily... there Ayurveda things? Yeah, there are, actually. Mm. So the Ayurvedic uh, approach, given that we don't have a cure for this, and given that there's really nothing that we can do um, you know, once we get it, the Ayurveda view is to... 
as always, is to build our immune system. So build up the faculties that we already have to fight the disease. So we, it's a lot of it is stuff that we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you get the right amount of sleep, mm. people, people. Now is the time. If you have been, if you, if you've been telling yourself that you need to get better sleep, now really is the time to do that. To take up that mantle and make sure that you're getting enough sleep. Mm. Uh, it's also interestingly enough trying to ensure that you don't overeat. So that might not be something that you would think about normally, but we've talked on, on here before about the importance of digestion and the impact of our digestion on all of our other systems. And when we are overindulging, and that's not just in food, we're talking about information. So, you know, all the news and things that we're talk- that we've talked about, the stuff that isn't useful for you. I mean, obviously, everybody wants to stay informed, but we know just like with, you know, the How ice cream. How many times a day do you need to hear it? Exactly. Yeah. You know, just like with the hot fudge sundaes, like we know when we've had enough, <laughs> you know, when we really don't need that extra bit. So it's about, it's about monitoring that. Um, I mean, Does there's... that deplete your prana? Is that, it just uses up your energy stores yeah. to deal with all that That's food it. and eliminate what you didn't need? That's it. Yeah. Your body, your mind body complex has to process through all of that stuff. And, and I've felt that everybody's felt that when you've sat down and maybe you've watched something that was really heavy mm. and you just think, Oh, I need some time to kind of just let that move through me and out because it's really having an effect. Mm. And so you, it, the mind, but there's energy in that process, um, that can if, impact your physical digestion and can, you know, impact even your ability to, um, process whatever it is that you're experiencing, you know, slows that whole situation down too. So monitoring that is really important. Um, There's Ayurvedic herbs and things, but I don't necessarily know if I would want to get into talking about herbs and things people can do. If you're, if you are particularly concerned or that, or you have some, uh, some issues that make you perhaps more concerned about your immune function, definitely want to talk to a doctor or an Ayurvedic practitioner, somebody like that to give you some suggestions about what you could do there. Mm. I did talk what so I talked about. Oh, and the other thing is, um, meditation. Fantastic. All of these things that we've talked about that can kind of help with your mindset and help with your, um, help to regulate your, your nervous system. As long as you're not a ruminator, like if you're a ruminator or a worrier, then use guided meditations and and let someone talk you through visualizing something beautiful or manifesting something lovely or, yeah. or letting go. There's so many Dharma talks or so many um, meditations where you're letting go of fear or grasping so that you can be led through quite easily. Yes. Yeah. Very good point. Mm. We're trying to manage Vata. And interestingly enough, we are, Vata is always in the picture. And so our ability to manage Vata, to balance Vata is, is going to serve us no matter what. So we're looking to ground. We're looking to make sure that we're staying comfortable in terms of our body temperature. So even thinking a little bit about uh, your sleeping environment, what Mm. that's going to be like and ensuring that you're comfy. And we are looking to stay connected. And these are all things that we've talked about Mm. already, you know, maintaining the connections that you have with friends or with family members, or if you don't have anybody that's uh, like a, a system of, you know, a, a system of support 
around you, maybe identifying something or somewhere, even if it's online, I hate to turn people in the direction of online, but someone that you can maintain some degree of connection with um, through this. And these are things that are just good for your life in general. So, um, so yeah. <coughs> she just has to call. So yeah, those are the kinds of things that I would recommend. I know I'll probably think of a few others, but honestly, the sleep is huge. It's a really big deal. Then, if we can, if I can be not morbid, mm. but prepare to die. Ooh, love that. Well, prepare. Let's start that. Prepare <laughs> to spend two weeks at home. Yeah, nice. And maybe Netflix is good, but also, what have you been wishing you had time to do? Mm. And so maybe even make yourself a little yoga curriculum. Obviously, if you're home um, unwell, that's not going to be it. But if you're home with a few sniffly things, you can be quilting that quilt you wanted to quilt or uh, decoupaging that box you wanted to cover or doing the photo albums. So get those sorts of things prepared so yeah. that you've got the photo corners and mm. things like that. Mm. And then also get a little bit organized and and also tell the people that you live with that you love. So that's part of the relating is yeah. I think, I think if you think, okay, it, it, the end is coming, which is, you know, it's not, but uh, how will I want to act with the people that I love? Mm -hmm. How will I want to be? And I think it gives us again, that witness that says, now, wait a second, is this important? Mm. Cause I think one of the things that blows my immune system, the worst is having an argument with, with my husband, mm. anytime I, or a blow up with anything, if yeah. I get really upset about something and I, it doesn't look really upset from the outside, but I can feel that I've had that like in my, then I'm likely to get a cold. Right. So it's kind of having that compassionate view and thinking, no, you know, that's, it's not important enough to get all revved up about. Yeah. And to, to tell people, you know, make amends, tell people, find a find a point of connection. Yeah. I love that. To be on So much. I want to go up and give my husband a hug and well, give right. my kids hugs and stuff. It's such a great opportunity. Like thinking about these things as just reminders for us to, to really live, you know, mm. live like you love yourself. Oh my I goodness. Know. That's nice. <laughs> it was there, wasn't it? It was there. It was there. Yeah. So, okay. So I hate to, so, okay. I had wanted to ask this at the beginning, but. Is there anything about this that really scares you or bugs you in this whole situation? Sure. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. That it's worse, that it never goes away. That it, yeah. You know, there's all sorts of things. And you, if you start keeping your eyes open, but there is nothing, the, the things that scare me are not things that I can do anything about. Yeah. So there, there may be, it may be a worse thing there's nothing we can do all yeah. of those things that we talked about which is looking after yourself and relating and are going to be important mm. for the things that really scare me i don't even want yeah. to say i don't want to say them but it's i think it's really important to know when the mind does that catastrophizing yeah. and does that kind of locking down and battening down mm. and it's a it's an attempt to gain control over something which we have no control mm. and virus is just in itself a thing. You can't take antibiotics. You can't do anything. Yeah. You've just got to just be in it and go through it. Yeah. So yeah, but, but it's not, a, no, there is nothing that I can do anything about. And yeah. so I have that surge of, Ooh, and then I have that voice that says, calm down, mm. do a, do uh, things about what you can do things about. Mm. And I think this is a really healthy way of 
digesting, of processing this, because we all have fears and some kind of fear about something. And to me, I think it's really important that we acknowledge those things, just like you described, that we acknowledge them and then we let them go. Because if we just think, don't think about it, don't think about it, don't think about it. Uh, we're, you know, as I've talked about, our body, our mind body is it's still there, people. Of course it is. <laughs> sure. You gotta work through it. Oh no, it's not and, damping it down. You know, and you gotta figure out some way of processing it. Yeah. Judith Lasseter said worrying is praying for things you don't want. Mm. Because you you're constantly running them over in yeah. your mind. So that's again where meditation Yeah. And if you find the river of your meditation is these fearful thoughts. Yeah. Here it is again, here it is again. Well then then uh, Rick Hansen has a nice thing where he sort of has three different layers of med- meditation, which he talked about like a garden. Uh-huh. So the first one is sit in the garden, let be, non-judgmentally watch. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a basic coming into awareness. But then he talked about kind of pulling weeds. So whoop, there's mm-hmm. that catastrophic thought again. Yeah. Interesting that I'm doing that. As soon as you make a thought, an interesting thought that you're doing that again, you've given it a little bit less potency. Power. Yeah. So he called that pulling weeds or letting go. Mm-hmm. And then there was planting seeds. So putting positive things in and, yeah. and, and dwelling on the connections we can make, the service we could do for other people, yeah. the ways that we can nourish ourselves mm. and stay connected. That was, I find that okay. useful. Yeah, so that's if beautiful. You, if you find just watching isn't working, yeah. then you have some other strategies. <laughs> I love that. That um, that's going to stick it was with a nice, me. It's a nice Dharma talk on yeah. Dharma seed. Yeah. All right. Cult of, I can't remember what it is. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. I like that one. Mm. For me, I, I think what I'm trying to have this situation do is give me some deeper insights into how we operate as human beings. You know, the whole toilet paper thing and... Uh, just the way that I'm seeing uh, governments and the way that I'm seeing the media kind of operate. For me, all of these things are real, like like we're saying, all of these things are opportunities for us to use our yoga to to be the observer, to be, you know, to have some, perhaps some degree of curiosity to acknowledge it and, but not become in any way attached to it. Um, and it is, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I do think that the experiences that we have in our lives are these, it's like this laboratory for helping us understand ourselves and how to live better. And so we, for me, that's what really processing these kinds of experiences is about, is what's coming up for you when you watch this, you know, crazy sensationalistic stuff on TV, or you hear about the ways that some people are, you know, some governments are you know, processing all of that. What are you learning and how are you feeling about it? And, you know, what are you, I don't know, what are you able to, what goodness are you able to extract from it? And what are, and how are you able to kind of let all of it And go? I think that's the kind of the duty of the young and the well, yeah. because we shouldn't take resources away from people who are going to need the resources to you know where whether whether it's an intensive care bed or whatever mm. it is so so it's almost a responsibility to do as well as you can if you're in the category of people who shouldn't actually go badly with it yeah and not a great panic point. and take up a lot of resources for the people let's leave 
resources for people who are really going to need it. Because that's the thing that's scary, I mean, yeah. is to be in a position where you are immune compromised or, or much older, or then, then it's a different, it's a different kettle of fish. And I think maybe not all just thinking about ourselves, mm. I love that. <laughs> if we have the possibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and uh, you know, yoga is about building our compassion and our service and our ability to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah. I, you know, it's, yeah, it's been well, really not useful all bad. for me. <laughs> I think it's been great. Yeah. It's, um, it's been really useful for me too, just to kind of process things that I'm thinking about and that I'm doing to hear about what you're doing and what yeah, you're thinking you. about. Um, and to get some lovely little nuggets of goodness as I always get from my conversations with you. So have okay. you got anything else or anything else you want to leave? I don't think so. With? If no, we think of them later, we'll throw them in the show notes, yeah. but but I, yeah, I hope you can find that, that equanimity, that equilibrium. Yeah. And if you get thrown off, go, oh, there, there she goes again, you know? Yeah. 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 I hope for everyone that you can have this be an experience of learning and of perhaps finding a deeper gratitude for all the goodness that you have in your life, including your health and wellness and family and the resources that you do have. And, um, and I just wish you, we do, wish you all well. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.